Do you ever feel like you're in a never-ending cycle of snacks and meals? We get it. That's why we're excited to share Home Threads, the ultimate solution for creating a stylish and functional family space. At HomeThreads.com, discover furniture that can handle the chaos of family life. From wipeable dining chairs to kitchen tables and light fixtures. Or you can just freshen up your kitchen with trays, counter lamps, decor, and other affordable accents that will help you update your kitchen into a room you love spending time in. Head over to HomeThreads.com slash D-I-J-F-Y, short for Dinner and I Just Feed You, to get a code for 15% off your first order. Because if you're going to be feeding them three times a day, plus snacks, you deserve a home that feeds your style. HomeThreads, love where you live. That's HomeThreads.com backslash D-I-J-F-Y today to get 15% off your first order. This episode is brought to you with support from Whole Foods. As a resident Greek girl, I am a sucker for Mediterranean flavors and want you to taste the Mediterranean too. Go to Whole Foods Market now and save on regionally inspired products through March 19th. Find sales on animal welfare certified meat, including boneless, skinless, air-chilled chicken breast, bone-in beef short ribs, ground lamb, and more. Save on whole bronzini and sustainable wild-caught sockeye salmon. And stock up on Mediterranean essentials like feta cheese crumbles, whole wheat pita pockets, and if you're over 21, wines from Spain, Greece, and Italy. Grab your ingredients and experiment with family-friendly Mediterranean cuisine today. Think Greek-style ground lamb pitas, lemony oven-roasted chicken, or bronzino, or instant pot short ribs braised in wine. All simple and delicious. Taste the Mediterranean now at Whole Foods Market can put out a big snack board and everyone can find something that they like on it and they can go play and then come back and eat and then go play and it kind of entertains them and feeds them at the same time. Hey, I'm Megan. And I'm Stacy, And this is Didn't I Just Feed You, a podcast about feeding families because man, kids need to eat a lot. And so frequently too. Stacey, happy Hanukkah. Thanks. You guys. For my kids. For, my, for your kids. <laughs> for my kids. You do both celebrations. We do sort of. Yeah, sort of. So my husband considers himself an atheist. Okay. But he is culturally very much identifies as Jewish. Okay. Our kids identify as half Jewish and they really enjoy Hanukkah. We don't exchange gifts though on Hanukkah. Okay. But you do have some traditions like this weekend you guys tried to do gingerbread houses. I saw your Instagram stories and it was a little bit – we did. I wouldn't the- say it was disastrous, but you <laughs> no, had some problems. It was maybe it's because we did. Uh, we made our gingerbread house on the first day of Hanukkah. <laughs> maybe Ooh. that was the problem. Um, we saved our latkes. We're saving them maybe for when you come to town. Yay. We'll do our brisket and okay. latkes. But yeah, our gingerbread house it just slid apart, Megan. It just slid. It just like it didn't even break. It just like slowly was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> <And> it just. <laughs> And it just fell. Oh, well, if you save the pieces when I'm there this weekend, we can reconfigure it or we can start from scratch and do a new one. Yeah. Because I all, love doing gingerbread houses. Oliver really, really wants to. And he's totally lost faith in me. And I was like, hey, buddy, it's okay. And like Megan's coming. And you know how we both cook? Well, like you know that I love savory cooking and Megan does too. But you know what her background is? And he was like, I know. She went to school for baking. 
unlike you. (laughs) So he's given up on me. You got to come in and save the day. You should have just blamed the kit. It was the kit's fault. Something was was faulty in your kit, and we'll fix it. Bad royal icing. (laughs) (laughs) How about you? Have you guys started December 1st? Yeah, we totally have. I'm like very here for it. I've fi- Yay. I I'm almost I I'm almost finished with my Christmas shopping. I've got everyone done including like our secret Santas except for my husband who like we have some crisscrossed travel where I'll be gone and he'll be home with the kids and then he'll be gone and I'll be home with the kids and so I'm going to finish up his Christmas shopping while he's gone. But this weekend we did pizzel cookies for our neighbors. Nice. And we decorated some like classic Christmas cookies for a story that I'm working on for kitchen so I could take some pictures. We had our first awesome um, snowfall here in Boise. Like <gasps> I almost saw six pictures. inches. Yeah. And so we did like the sledding and hot cocoa. We didn't do snow cream, which is a treat that we do where you like take this fresh snow. Usually we put a bowl out before we go sledding and we do it after we come back. And you pour like a mixture of simple syrup and um, either whole milk or half and half over the top top of it and a little vanilla and it tastes like vanilla ice cream mm-hmm. kind of like a so snow cone meets vanilla ice cream it's really fun and one of our favorite traditions which is kind of a great segue into what this episode is all about about us we want to talk about how to not just survive the holidays but thrive because there's a lot of hustle at the end of the year and then we're all home for two weeks with our children oh. <laughs> which is like it seems so like fun and joyous and like I'm going to relax. This is the best time of year to be home and cozy with them. And by the end, it's like, oh my God. You're so ready for them to go back. I'm like, yeah. I cannot. There are no more snacks. I cannot come up with another <laughs> snack for you guys. I'm sorry. Didn't I'm- I just feed you? <laughs> <laughs> we should also mention that this is our last official episode for 2018. We're going to take a little holiday break until January 9th after this episode. It is. Although there is one more episode coming up before January 9th that we'll tell you all about at the end of this episode. So definitely hang in there and stay tuned. We'll explain it. But let's talk about, we have a couple of things that we're going to talk about today about how we stay sane and make it through the holidays. Yes. The first thing that we're going to talk about is easy, edible, homemade gifts. Okay. So the first part is easy, right? So nothing too elaborate. Keep it simple, people. But also a lot of people, when I suggest making gifts, are like, how does that keep me sane? But actually, others feel like it helps keep you sane because just buying more things and spending more money really helps reduce the stress, you know? So I count myself in that category. Yes. And if you guys do too, we have a bunch of ideas that we're just going to kind of fire off, right? Yes, yes. And I just want to add that If you make an easy, edible, homemade gift part of your Christmas traditions, it can actually be a rather joyous thing. Like I mentioned that we made pizzelles this weekend, um, which are a pretty easy but beautiful cookie that we give to neighbors and friends. And so the kids help make the cookies and help wrap them. But also we enjoy like going on a family walk to deliver them to all of our neighbors and our friends that are in our neighborhood. And so instead of it being a stressful thing, it's actually a thing that I look forward to every year. So some of it's like how you make it easy and edible and how you share it that can make it joyous and not stressful. 
I agree. I just also think it's a really easy way to get the kids involved too in giving because when you're just buying something, I find that I end up running out while they're busy or while they're in school and just picking something up. And, yeah. you know, I don't know. My kids are older now, so they can kind of wrap gifts, but they're like, Ugh, like it just feels like a chore to them. <laughs> so, you know, when we're making something, they can either participate in making it or in like writing the card. Exactly. Or like in walking it over, like you said. I mean, it just feels like something where there's something for everybody to do. So I agree. So Stacy, give us th- your top three oh, easy I have edible more than homemade three, gifts. So I'm going to go really fast. Okay, but I want to talk about really quickly, like a uh, kind of a framework for how I think about it. Okay. So baking is not as joyous to me. I know. As it is to you, I do love doing house. it. But I have to be like in the right mood and like it has to be super simple. Like I have all these parameters for it to be like the thing that I want to do. So I find that really simple things, not that many ingredients and making something that feels like a surprise to people. So um, like something that they'd never make for themselves, like maybe a spice mix that they'd never buy for themselves or that they would never think to use, that they can be like, oh, that's so interesting. And they try it and then they think of us. That kind of thing is what I'm really drawn to in a homemade gift. So I'm just going to start like rattling things off. Go. So I don't even know how to say this. I was just recently introduced to a Yemeni – um, spice blend recently called Hawaii. I don't know how to say it. H-A-W-A-I-J. It's a spice blend, again, from Yemen that is a combination of, I believe, ginger, um, cardamom, I think green cardamom in particular, cloves, cinnamon, star anise, and fennel. And those are like all of my favorites. I think you can use it both savory and sweet. I found out about it because people are starting to use it in their lattes, which sounds freaking delicious. Yeah, it really does. Me. So loving, loving, loving that. And we'll link to we'll link to it the, the yeah. spelling of it and some recipes for yeah. it in the show. All notes. of it. Okay. I love all things citrus, and we're in citrus season, the very beginning of it. Gingered lemon curd is a recipe that I developed a long time ago. It's one of my favorites. I like lip making curd. Um, and I just think it's fun. It's not something that people usually make for themselves. Meyer lemons are delicious and about to be in season, like peak season. What else do I love? Oh, the granola from my cookbook, Make It Easy, is one of my favorite things. And um, it's one of the things I get the most compliments for. And you know what? On our Facebook page, in our listeners group, I will share the recipe in full. Just as a oh, nice hey. little holiday bonus. Oh, hey, So oh, listen hey. to the end of the episode and we'll give you the answer to the super secret question and you can get that recipe in full. Any kind of hot chocolate mix, super easy to make. I will link to a recipe for a ginger hot chocolate that I really like and then you can package it up very nicely. Flavored simple syrups are something that I really love to oh, make that's also. that's a good one. I forget about that. Yep. Yeah, really nice. use it in coffee or... Um, cocktails, depending on yes. what the flavor is, or even in the hot cocoa. Totally. So you can, and they are like 
endless, endless, endless ways that you can flavor them. And I'll link to a couple of different flavors to give you ideas. Sometimes I like packaging. If you're not going to make a whole bunch, because sometimes people like to make a whole bunch of, you like to batch make edible gifts so you can give them to a whole bunch of neighbors and your male person. But if you're going to just make one or two, you can actually package up something nicely like a mold wine kit. So you can buy one nice bottle of wine take an orange, stick a whole bunch of cloves in it and make like a little like spice satchel and package it up in a nice box or a bag. And I think that's really cute. Or you can make like a ice cream sundae sauce, like a caramel sauce or a hot fudge sauce and package it up nicely in a nice little jar with a spoon and maybe get like a nice gourmet little pint of ice cream. Also, curd goes nicely with that. Mentioned that earlier. Extract. You'd have to start that right now, though. <laughs> oh, no, this is on my list. Not to okay, interrupt it you. Is. But yes, yeah. because we just I discovered last year and I wrote about it on the kitchen that you can make extract in your instant pot. And so you really only need a day oh. to make it. And it's game totally changer. a game changer. It also makes the most fragrant, tastiest vanilla extract. Oh, there you go. Game changer. There you my go. recipe, so go, we'll have, I'll link to Megan's recipe yes. instead. Because mine, I let it sit for like, you know, three weeks. I also have gifted homemade vanilla extract where I've just put on the tag or the label where it's like use after X date. Yeah, yeah. there you go. So even if you assemble it last minute and people just wait to use it, I think that's totally cool too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Pickled or garlic confit. Okay. Okay. I love this one because it's something that like no one's going to make that for themselves, but it keeps in a jar really nicely. Um, preserved lemons is another thing like that. Like it's a, it looks beautiful in a jar and it keeps for a long time and it feels like a gourmet kind of thing that no one's going to pick up at the store. It can be really pricey if you pick it up at the store, but you throw one or two into a dish and it totally changes the flavor profile really like amps it up, fancifies it. And it's not something anyone's going to make for themselves. Let's be honest. (laughs) Do I have one more? Oh, all manner of jams. That's always really nice because who makes jam? But if you do, it's really lovely to give away. There's a mango passion jam um, on a site called Love and Olive Oil that I really like. Homemade Nutella, I Ooh, think, is I've done that for years really too. good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. One more, if you buy those pretty little wooden spoons and dip them in chocolate and then have the kids sprinkle them with anything like crushed candy canes or nuts, chopped nuts or marshmallows or whatever, and then let them harden and dry and wrap them or put them in a little cellophane bag and tie a spoon on them, they become like hot chocolate spoons. You can then warm you know, milk or soy milk or almond milk, whatever. And then you stir the spoon in it and it turns into hot chocolate. And I think that's a really sweet little gift. You know how much I love that because I love dipping things in chocolate. Yeah. (laughs) As an easy thing to do with your kids. And that's a gift that your kids can help make. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you go. I did a lot. Okay. Yeah. I want to jump I feel like I have more, but go. The cocoa (laughs) idea. And you mentioned making cocoa mix, but I also want to say that I've been gifted like a little cocoa set that was not, none of it was homemade, but it was like a bag of um, locally made gourmet marshmallows, a a little package or jar of 
cocoa mix that was not homemade and like some candy canes in it. And that's really sweet oh, that to get and like nice. have a little special cocoa day with your kiddos after you've gotten that as a gift. Um, so that's an easy edible gift that you don't even have to actually make anything. It's kind of just like repackaging. And I want to say that uh, what's important to me when I'm making edible gifts is that I can make a big batch because I like to make one thing and give it to like a lot of different people, whether yep. it's like neighbors and and friends, but also teachers and the mailman and the UPS delivery guy who I always forget about. Um, yeah. And I also like, if I can, I really love being able to order ingredients online if there's any special ingredients and have them shipped to me. So in the past, one of the things we've done use like a big batch and ordering things on Amazon to be delivered is we do sprinkle mixes. Oh, have a recipe. Fun. Yeah, I have a recipe on thekitchen.com for a sweet and salty one, which is like demerara sugar, flaky salt, and chocolate sprinkles. And it is like, there's not a lot of salt in it. It sounds kind of intimidating at first, but it is like the perfect thing to sprinkle on cocoa or to finish cookies with. I have a friend who made it into like a a rub for meat with some coffee also. That's one of our, but you can also do like not a chocolate version. You could do like um, your favorite colors and make like a custom sprinkle mix. Or you could do just like, a themed one where it's like you get little stars from our friends at Supernatural Sprinkles and you pick one other color and you make like a Starry Night Sprinkle Mix. Love it. And because those are um, like easy, like your kids can help you mix it. It's so easy. And people get excited about it because it's sprinkles. So they love those. What else have we done in the past? We always do pizzelles, which I'll link to the pizzelle maker that I love on Amazon. And they're like a very thin wafer cookie, but you make a big batch of them and they just look really beautiful and they um, store really well. They are very delicate to ship. So they're more like for hand delivering. Other edible gifts, meringues, I think are a really lovely edible gift and also allergy friendly because they don't have any flour in them. Um, And they last a long time as well. They're easy to make. And your kids can help pipe them and decorate them. Hmm. Stacey, I feel like you took a lot of the good ones. I did. I'm sorry. (laughs) I took because I was so excited about this one. You did mention other – you did mention spice rubs but didn't elaborate very much that there are a lot that you can do. Like you can do a super simple – like ranch powder, which is like garlic and onion and dried herbs. And that's a thing that a lot of kids love. And so parents would appreciate having that they can like take your little DIY ranch mix, excuse me, and mix it with some yogurt and have ranch dip for their kids or sprinkle on chicken. What other spice mixes do we love, Stacey? I mean, we've done barbecue rubs in the past for people – I also want to mention chai tea, which I know saying chai tea is sort of redundant because chai is tea. Is tea. Yes. (laughs) We just went over this with the kids the other day. Yeah. Yes. But that's like a lot. You can make your own chai mix with a bunch of dried herbs and your favorite black tea and package that with some instructions. And that's a nice little holiday gift to give. Yeah. And you can even use some decaf to make a kid version too. Yes. Compare it together. Speaking of teas, you can also do like herbal tea blends, whether you make your own or buy them in bulk and repackage them. We have a tea blend that Ella and I are both really into that's just dried fruit. 
and it tastes Ooh. like a glazed donut. <gasps> but it's like dried apples and there's almonds in it and some other herbal teas, vanilla. And it is the prettiest pink hue when it brews and it tastes like glazed donuts. So it's perfect for little kid tea parties. Love that. Yeah. I have one other that I want to add okay. that I just saw recently, actually. So Lily Diamond of Kale and Caramel. Yes. Love her. Love her. And She's so lovely also in person, but she just recently posted both on Instagram and on her site, kaylincaramel.com, an easy way to host a Hanukkah party. And she made the cutest homemade Hanukkah gelt, which are just these beautiful rounds of dark chocolate that she sprinkled with like seasonal dried flowers and fruits and, you know, like beautiful things that so they just make these little round chocolate coins and i thought that was so clever and beautiful it's so much healthier also than <laughs> the store-bought kind and i thought what a great idea to bring to a hanukkah party also so there you go for a little mm. hanukkah gift too that also reminds me that bark is another melting oh, yeah. love it melting chocolate spread the chocolate on a sheet tray and sprinkle with whatever flavors you want to add. You can do candy canes, you can do cookies, and then you let it harden and cut it into pieces. And that's a really easy and fun gift to give. There you go. There you go. Lots of ideas. <laughs> hey, Megan, I'm going to share with you a universal truth of life. Even grownups who don't like to cook love to eat. Ah, you're very clever, Stacy. but I have an even deeper truth that many seek to know. Even kids who don't like to eat everything love to cook everything. How are you so wise, Megan? <laughs> it's easy because I know that when kids cook, they learn in a real-life way that's fun and engaging. That's why we love our sponsor, Radish, so much. It's a cooking kit for kids 2 to 14 years old that delivers illustrated recipe guides, activities, a kitchen tool, conversation cards, and more every month to get kids and their families in the kitchen together. And we know that it works for such a big range of kids because we've given it to all four of our very own kids from 4 to nearly 12 years old. And they've had so much fun that Radish is on the top of our holiday gift list for everyone with kids. And we think it should be on the top of yours, too. To learn more about how Radish subscriptions work, what's included, and pricing options, go to radishkids.com. www.radishkids.com. Here's the next thing we all need to survive the holidays with kids and winter break is we need some weeknight dinner tips, Stacey. And I know you posted about this in our listeners group where you put out a call saying, you know, the holidays have started for us already, and I already feel like I don't want to cook dinner every Ugh, night. What totally. are your favorite uh, go-to dinners? And we got a lot of really great responses, so you can hop on over to the listeners group to read some of those. But I'll just throw out here that I am planning to do a lot of sheet pan dinners in December, which is just like you throw everything on one pan whether it's a, a spatchcock chicken and some vegetables or whether it's frozen chicken nuggets and frozen broccoli and you just like put them in the oven and leave them alone while you do other things that need to be done because we know how busy December is. But Stacey, what are some weeknight dinners that you're planning 
in December and through the winter break to feed your two hungry boys and your hungry husband. Yeah. So Shebian dinners is a really, really great suggestion because you're right. Like it's just everything cook at once. You know, one pot meals are also really excellent that way. Like curries, trying to pull my instant pot out again. Last night, I roasted a chicken because I remembered, oh, yeah, like if I roast a chicken, that's actually multiple meals in one. Because what happens for us is that inevitably there's always some like meat left over on the chicken. So, and Mike and I are going out this evening. So, roast a chicken. Sunday night, you know, had that with a big salad and some crusty bread. That was pretty easy because it just kind of roasts in the oven on its own. Then tonight, I just pull the leftover chicken off of it. And that can be turned into like quesadillas or even just like chicken salad sandwiches, like something super easy for the boys. Or the tostadas that you've mentioned in a previous episode. Yeah. And we can link back to those, like something super simple. Um, And there's usually only enough for like two people, like for the kids. Yeah. But Mike and I, and we're going to get to this. This is the third thing we're going to get to. So I'm giving you a little sneak preview, (laughs) especially through December. We're really, really going to try to get out alone at least one night a week. Ooh. Okay. Okay. You're going to tell us more about that. So pull the meat off the chicken. I happen to be using it the next day, but like you can put it in a baggie and it'll be good for like three or four days afterwards, right? right? You can even freeze it if you need to. So that makes a dinner for the boys. And then also taking the carcass and throwing it in my Instant Pot. If you don't have an Instant Pot, a slow cooker or a regular pot, cover with water by two inches, just throw in some carrots, celery, half an onion. You don't even have to peel it, et cetera. Make a broth. And now it's winter time. So, you know, actually, I don't have to just make a stock that I can use for cooking. I can make a soup and cook some noodles in it. And actually, that's dinner. And everybody's happy to eat that because it's chilly out. So, you know, that's three nights covered by one roast chicken. So I'm trying to think that way as well. That's pretty smart. And we talked a little bit about this in... I think it's episode eight. I think I've been saying it's episode eight, but maybe it's episode nine with Tracy Benjamin of Shutter Bean, sort of how you can do some prep on the week on a weekend and make it stretch through the rest of the week so that you're not cooking every single night. Yeah. Yeah. And then also I really find that cooking, I have more energy in the morning. Like I'm really starting to think about when I have the energy and when I don't feel bad. <laughs> cooking or when it doesn't feel like a chore. So like in the morning when I wake up and I have that first cup of coffee, since Mike makes breakfast in the morning, I only make school lunch. Like that's a perfect time to throw on a pot of water and cook pasta or cook the noodles for that chicken soup that's waiting in the fridge. And so I'm trying to return to that kind of thing because by five o'clock, especially in December, when it gets dark early, that's really having an impact on me, I have to say. I think that's another huge piece of it. Kendra um, of the Lazy yeah. Genius Collective and the Lazy Genius Podcast, she calls that the magic dinner question that she asks herself every day. Sometimes it's in the morning or sometimes it's when her youngest takes a nap and she's like, what can I do in the next 10 minutes, the next 20 minutes, however long you have, that will make dinner tonight easier? And yeah. I just think that's so smart. I forget to do that. 
um, which is sort of a shame because I work from home and I could always even do 10 minutes of prep during my lunch break. That would make dinner prep so much easier. Totally. I forget too, because when I have energy, like in the summer, in the fall, like, you know, it, I don't know. I think for me, light is a really huge thing. It is. And it's just that shifting of your schedules with the seasons. I think we forget that often that like how you cook in the summertime when the days feel really long is so much different from how you cook in the winter when the days and the daylight are limited. Yeah. Yeah. Like at five o'clock, I already am like, oh my gosh, like I start to feel the pressure. Even though the clock says it's only five o'clock, all my windows say it's, it's late. Bedtime. Yeah. It's bedtime. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I'm returning to like doing a little prep in the morning plus stretching those meals. Okay. Sheet pan dinners, one pot meals. And then also uh, through December, guess what? Scrambled eggs and toast, doing things like that again. One of my favorites, it's in Make It Easy. Store-bought hummus. Remember that like shredded chicken I said? Yep. And I said it only is for two, like it really only makes a meal for two. Well, guess how I stretch it? Hummus is full of protein. Protein fills you up. Hummus, a whole pile of pita, stretch that shredded chicken between the four of us with feta cheese on top, diced tomato, diced uh, cucumber, and I call it like hummus bowls, you know, a little bit of olive oil, crunchy sea salt on top. That takes 10 minutes. Those kinds of 10-minute meals that are a little bit – I hate this phrase because of silly Sandra Lee, who I'm not a fan (laughs) of. But like that kind of semi-homemade meal. Yes. Like those kinds of things are going to get me through December. Yes. We call those – on the kitchen, we call those miracle meals. Yes. Because you shouldn't (laughs) feel shame in using shortcuts. I mean, I know that you know that because you wrote a whole book, Make It Easy, that is about like making peace with – how you shortcut meals so that you can enjoy cooking and spend time with your families. Yep. But so we call those miracle meals. And we have a couple of those on kitchen, which are worth checking out. There's some sheet pan meals. There's some skillet meals. But they have – writing about miracle meals has really taught me to look at the freezer as a different kind of pantry, like a meal prep pantry. Yes. And to use shortcuts from the freezer and from places like Trader Joe's smartly. Amen, sister. So I have a lot of those kind of meals planned in December also. Right. I'm planning to stock some things like the Trader Joe's orange chicken our family loves. And you mm-hmm. can also – I just discovered this. I feel like silly that I just discovered you can buy already cooked rice in the freezer aisle. Yep. I bought a three-pack this weekend. So there's like – the Trader Joe's orange chicken, a bag of frozen vegetables, and rice. Like, really, all I have to do is warm it all up, which I could do, put, like, layer it in a skillet and put the skillet in the oven, and we're done. I love it. So, and that, that, and also using some of the, like, salad kits that you can buy in the grocery store. I know that we just had this big romaine recall, so some salad um, kits are harder to find right now. But Trader Joe's has a couple that are, like, broccoli, kale, and Brussels sprouts based. So they're like hearty kind of slaw mixes. And they're the kind of bag mixes where you can buy the pre-shredded vegetables, put your favorite dressing on it, and then like leave it in the fridge and eat it different ways over the course of a couple nights. So one day this week we had, gra- we I like cooked some ground beef. We had this sort of like Asian style 
salad mix and we mm-hmm. mixed that up and then had that as in tortillas like a taco kind of thing but it nice. was more like asian flavored and it was yeah. it took 10 minutes to cook the meat and put the salad kit together and warm tortillas we should talk about snacks for winter break too because we mentioned this at the beginning of the episode not just talking about dinner because I, I know dinner is a pain point up into a certain point in december and then we have those two weeks home with our kids so what are some of your favorite snacks to keep on hand for winter break. Okay. So I'm going to tell you that I have become fully on board with the mega trend of these like super snack boards that you see all over Instagram. Yes. You know, I love a snack platter. And here's why, because I combine snack and lunch that way. This whole, didn't I just feed you question is like not a joke. That (laughs) name of the podcast (laughs) comes from the fact that we have we are literally asked that question all the time. We hear other kids ask other parents the question all the time. So creating a massive board, I mean, I literally take out a big, because my kids are big, they're older, and, you know, 12, well, he'll be 12. <laughs> he'll be 12 on January 5th. It's so big. 12 and 9, um, and they're both super tall. Isaac is like uh, maybe two inches shorter than me at this point you know, and 90 something pounds. So like he's a full grown person nearly at this point. Yes. Um, and, and so skinny. (laughs) So like his metabolism is burning. So I take this huge cutting board, butcher block cutting board, and I will cook a whole package of like potato pierogies Mm-hmm. I will put out nearly a quarter pound of like ham, <laughs> lay it out, like half a package of pita, like cut into triangles, a whole package of hummus. I mean, I'm not kidding. Like the grocery bill during the two weeks at their home is insane. Uh, yep. Yeah. Like a whole thing of guacamole, like, you know, and then tons of vegetables, like a half pint of tomatoes like a whole pepper cut up, a whole English cucumber cut up, like the whole Snap thing. peas, baby Snap carrots, peas, all those things. All of it. And it like between 11 and 2.30, they'll just graze. And it becomes snack into lunch into snack. And it's a beautiful thing. You know, it's really like that kind of – I'm really thinking not just about snacks in terms of like – chips. Yeah. It's really a combination of like fingery lunch food and snacks. So I mentioned a whole bunch of a bunch of stuff there. Tons of raw vegetables, like all those lunchbox vegetables that we talked about in those early episodes, um those lunch school lunch episodes. Pierogies are really big because I feel like they're filling. <laughs> you can yeah, and I fingers. always forget about them, but they're Pierogies and like pot stickers are a great thing yeah. to just have in your freezer. Totally. And then you can pull them out whenever and they cook up pretty quickly and easily. Yep. My kids love them and you can just like finger food them. Yes. Um, so those are really great for lunches and those snack boards while the kids are on vacation. My kids love all manner of like hummus, dill hummus, tzatziki, like all those kinds of dips are great. I make a hearts of palm dip that's really easy. They love that. We can link to that as well. I think we put the recipe in a previous episode. We did. We did. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, chips, like tortilla chips, pita chips for carbs to keep them going. Lots of nuts. I mean, it's kind of a relief when they're not at school 
because both of my kids can eat tree nuts. Right. And I have to stay away from that during uh, school weeks. But That's kind home, of an, an interesting angle to think about. It's like you can have some different snacks right now. Like try out some snacks that you can't send to school. Totally. I like that. I love that. Or like, you know, I'll make like like four peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and then cut them into lots of triangles and put them on the snack board. Yes. Like that will fill them up. Like they'll just snack on that for two hours and that's filling stuff. I mean, we plan snack boards for dinner during the break too. Yeah. And it's actually something we do to celebrate New Year's Eve. We invite our friends who live in the neighborhood over and we have cocktails for grownups and we have a couple of really big snack boards and everyone just hangs out as long as their kids can stay up and then they walk home when we're done. And it's like a really easy way to entertain. Like if you have friends, um, your kids' friends over for play dates and you need to feed them, you can put out a big snack board and everyone can find something that they like on it and they can go play and then come back and eat and then go play. And it kind of entertains them and feeds them at the same time, which it's I love. It's so great, isn't it? It really is. I want to mention snack mixes and making your own snack yeah. mixes, whether you make like a a nuts and chocolate chips and coconut snack mix, or you make sort of like a Czech style snack mix, which you could make a big batch of snack of a snack mix and give that as gifts, and then also keep some on hand for snacking during winter break, which might be a smart strategy if you're short on time. And then sometimes we just buy snack snack mixes too. Like we've been doing a lot of Costco shopping, and that's been a great place to find some big bulk snacks. And then. Um, like we love the is it boom chicka pop? It's like slightly yeah, sweet popcorn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then we'll mix that with like some nuts and maybe like a couple of chocolate chips. And it feels like a more substantial snack than just like popcorn on its own. And we have a whole a little, a short little discussion in the listeners group where someone asked, have you ever bought anything from Amazon subscribe and save for lunchbox snacks or for snacks for your kids? And a couple of people threw ideas on there. And I threw a list on there that came from the kitchen. So if you're looking for ideas of things that you could maybe order on Amazon and have delivered to your drawer for snacks, you should definitely go to the listeners group and we'll give you the secret password at the end. Okay, Stacey, one last thing before we go. Yes. I want to hear from you. Two things that you're doing to take care of yourself this winter. You mentioned date ni- date nights. Yes. What else? Date nights. Oh, two, just two, just two, just, just two. two. Just two. Uh, we got to make it okay. easy for our friends and well, our listeners I said date here. date nights. Uh, you can elaborate on I'm that. I'm doing- in. No, date nights. I think date nights. Like, okay. I, I just think that it's really important for me especially. No, for Mike too. I mean, Mike doesn't spend as much time with the kids because he's at work. But, you know, for him it's different because – He's at work all day and work is stressful. And then he comes home for the most stressful time of the night, right? So like I can get easily get wrapped up in saying like, oh, my life with the kids is so much harder because I spend so much more time with them. But in truth, I get access to a much more pleasant part of their day. Right. You have you know, that comes with them. Yeah. Yeah. And where we can just like sit after school and lie on the couch and cuddle. He comes home and it's like everybody's done. <laughs> Falling it's like, apart. Yeah. And it's and like, okay, can you do can yeah. you do bedtime now? Thanks. Cause I'm gonna go upstairs and like finish my work. Yeah. You know, or the weekend when I don't know, like we have a pretty like my family, we're four very intense people. So like it's spending 
a lot of time together is intense. So we're either like all done with each other by Sunday or we've all separated because this one has basketball practice and this one has baseball clinic and this one is – So the poor guy goes from work to like, you know, everything being crazy. So both of us really need time away from the kids and just to like be grownups together alone without other obligations. Yes. So really making sure we take a date night this month, at least once a week, because we've fallen off over the last couple of weeks because we just don't have consistent childcare. And, and you've been busy. It's busy time and we've of been year. Busy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. What's the, the other, other thing? thing? Is I'm I'm gonna I'm cheating. I'm gonna say two things and I'm gonna pretend it's one. I'm gonna say exercise and meditation. That's one. That's not really one thing. <laughs> I pretended it's one thing. Exercise and meditation. Sure. Yes. Yeah, they're there kind you of go. the same, right? There you go. Yeah. Wait, but I, those but two say, things help keep me sane. <laughs> you ha- you have a meditation app that you like. Is that correct? I do. It's called 10% Happier. I've tried several of them. And this one I really like, and I'll tell you why. Because anyone who knows me really well would say, Stacy can't meditate because Stacy, yeah. her brain goes too fast and she's really needs to move and she needs to always be doing something and she's too much of a busybody and she talks too much. And 10% Happier is like is made for people like that. And it's really, really working for okay, me. Okay, I'm going to check it out because I feel like I aspire to meditate. I feel like that <laughs> would be really good for me to like even have 10 minutes where my mind was a little bit clearer. But it's I more feel, mindfulness than meditation. Yes. I feel yeah. like sometimes meditation apps are too woo-woo for me, yeah. if you know what I nope. mean. Totally. A hundred percent. Like I don't need someone speaking softly to me with <laughs> a babbling brook in the background. Yeah, I don't no. need that. I will Try my it. mind will go somewhere else. Okay. We'll link to it in the show notes. Yep. What are you doing? Two or three things. Two or three things. Okay. I mentioned this at the beginning of the episode. I purposefully got all of my Christmas shopping done before December 1st. It's very impressive. I have a love-hate reaction to that. I know. I'm very Feel free. I said, feel free to send me hate mail. I did this for my own survival strategy because I can belabor decisions where I'm like, oh, should I get this for this person? And in the end, I usually like buy the thing that I first thought about buying. Yeah. And I feel like I've been really busy with work and um, some side projects, and I haven't been able to really, like, connect with my kids a lot this fall. And I want to be able in December when they're off and my husband and I are both done with our work travel, I don't want to be doing last-minute shopping. I want to be spending time with them. I feel like that's something that my heart really needs right now. And I think they need it, too. Um, so I'm putting in the work now to make myself available when they're off of school to really enjoy the holidays with them. And the second thing that I'm doing to take care of myself is I am sometimes, this is like embarrassing to admit that sometimes I'm really bad about reading. (laughs) I feel like everyone should read. I, I love books. We go to the library once a week with our kids and we check out 10 new books and we read books with them. But I tend to get into bed at night and, like, scroll on my phone, which is not actually very good for me. So I just checked out from the library How to Be a Happier Parent, which now I can't remember the author's name, but we'll link to the book. And I have a couple other books on hold that I'm hoping to read in December. So checking out a book from the library and putting on my nightstand reminds me that scrolling is not good for me. 
and that I will benefit from taking a break from screens and getting better rest. I sleep better if I read a little bit before bedtime. And I'm really enjoying this book that I'm reading right now. It feels a little self-helpy, but it's like an easy read. And it's not like heavy thinking. It's not a heavy story that I have to follow or that I'm like getting wrapped up in and staying up all night reading. It's like I can read one chapter and go to sleep. So getting all my shopping done so I can spend time with my kids and reading instead of scrolling at night in the month I of like December. It. I'm going to, I'm going to read too. You inspired me. And I'll That's be all. bringing, uh, <laughs> I'll be bringing how to be a happier parent with me when I come to visit you uh, later this week. Maybe or a little, we can, didn't I just maybe do we can cuddle and Yes, read. I'll read aloud to you and, oh, I, and stroke your hair. Do you know that <laughs> people reading out loud to me is like my favorite thing ever? I used to really? make Mike do it. It is. Okay. I used to make Mike read out loud to me. <laughs> Let's start a new trend. You know how there's like these cool cookbook clubs now? Yeah. And, and like coloring clubs. Yes. What if there was like a an read adult read aloud club? <laughs> It's weird, but I like Everyone it. Everyone gets together in their jammies with a cocktail and someone reads aloud a chapter once a week Oh my God, that's like a whole separate podcast project. Oh, we don't have time for that. No, we don't. Okay. But <laughs> people can tell us if you like it. Someone else do it. it. Please. We'll listen. A we'll read support aloud podcast? You. Oh my goodness. There's probably right. some legal stuff with reading other people's work on a <laughs> oh, podcast. Maybe. But right. in They're real life. called audiobooks. Yes. Anyway, <laughs> subscribe to Audible. And on that note, somebody should give that to me for the holidays, obviously. <laughs> that should be my <laughs> holiday gift. On that note, um, so Megan mentioned earlier, we will be taking a little break until January 9th when we will be back with not just new episodes, but a whole new season, season two of Didn't I Just Feed You, with great guests and a little bit of a different format and approach that we are so, so excited to introduce to you guys. But in the meantime, next week, there will be a break. And then the week after, we have a best of episode that we hope you will listen to because we're going to also be sharing some of our favorite moments from season one. Yes. And be sure to follow us at Didn't I Just Feed You on Instagram and Facebook and join our super secret listeners group with the secret password whiskey. We will continue to share updates on Instagram, Facebook, and in our listeners group, even though we'll be on a short break. And you should join soon because we like and follow us soon because I think we might be doing some super fun stuff while we're together this coming weekend. Stacey. Yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be fun. We're going to be experimenting with stuff for season two. So with that, we hope that you have enjoyed this episode and season one. If you haven't listened to everything, go back and listen and then subscribe to Didn't I Just Feed You so that you don't miss a single thing. Because remember, we have that best of coming up. And if you like what you hear, please tell your friends about us and leave a review on iTunes. It makes a really big difference to podcasts like ours. Our music is Good Old Times by Alex Cohen, provided by Giamendo. A huge thank you to our editor, Jeremy Enns, and the team at Counterweight Creative. Happy holidays and happy new year to all of you listeners. We so appreciate you being with us this first season. Thanks so much. Until next time, stay sane and well-fed. 